0: Just uh, maybe to start, obviously, the uh, Hockey World lost uh, Stan Makita mm-hmm. yesterday. Just wondering about yeah. uh, your mm-hmm. recollections or experiences with Stan. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, obviously, it's a sad day for his family and obviously the players and teammates that knew him, the fans in Chicago. Um, I grew up, I, I think he was one of my dad's favorite players. And so the very first game I played, my first faceoff, I got to go against Stan Makita. So I thought that was pretty cool. It, uh, did I win it? I don't even remember. I didn't win too many. But um, you know what? He just was a special guy. And, you know, not too many guys in the game of hockey have ever had the most penalty minutes and then won the Lady Bing and then won the scoring race and the art trophy. So good on him. <clears throat> he was great for our sport and he was innovative and probably was a big part of bringing the curve stick to hockey today. Um, but most importantly, he was uh, very much uh, liked by his teammates and had a tremendous family. Wait, it was thirty years ago tomorrow mm-hmm. that uh, the trade to Los Angeles happened. Do you still have recollections of it? Does it still get mixed back the emotions? Yeah. Like that? yeah. No, you know, it's for other people to talk about. It. I don't really talk about it much. Um, you know, it happened. It's part of life. It's part of history. Um, you know. Um, it seems like it's, you know, it was 10 years and 25 years, and here we are at 30 years, so, you know, 35 years, I'm sure we're going to get asked the same questions, but I don't talk too much about it. Um, everybody sort of knows what transpired, <clears throat> excuse me, what happened, um, and that's that. They hockey. I'm sorry? You think was <clears throat> a hockey oh, I don't, I don't make those uh, assumptions. I let other people kind of make those decisions and weigh in on it you know um it was just probably as much a surprise to me as it was to everyone else that it was traded but that's part of sports what is the kind star ambassador you're, where you're supposed to be so we're going to go to china and uh we've been working on this for close to two years um and the chinese people and the chinese business community is really rallied around ice hockey because they're hosting the 2022 Winter Olympics. And so they really want to have a good showing, so they've built these academies. Uh, I think they have one in Canada and one in the United States. Um, And so we're going to go over, my son and I, we're going to do a little bit of a hockey academy there and we're going to see about building ice rinks in in China. and it turns out there's an NHL game when we're there, so we'll get to see a game. So it'll be a fun trip. I've never been to China. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it's, it should be a lot of fun. When That's a big you top the- market there. That you can mm-hmm. of- yeah, you know, uh, the Chinese people have really rallied around hockey. Somebody told me that last year, Game 6, Pittsburgh and Nashville had 36 million people in China that watched Game 6. So it shows you what size of a market it is. It's pretty amazing. So good on the NHL for realizing that and they've stepped in they've been they've been over there last year and they're really trying to put a little bit of an imprint uh, of our game and our sport in China and it just only helps make our game get bigger. When you get a lot of credit you went to LA and you spread the gospel for hockey across the south but I'm not sure you knew you were doing it at the time. No I wasn't. Uh, But now you're going to China and you are spreading the gospel Mm -hmm. and you do know what you're doing at the time. Uh, What's is this like a second chance at this for you? What's this oh, for you? no, no, no. <laughs> this this is really, it's great for hockey. It's a it's a good business transaction for me and my family. Uh, my son runs hockey camps and this would be really great experience for him. Um, but one person doesn't make the game, one person doesn't sell the game. It takes everyone, it takes the sport itself. The sport makes the player, the player doesn't make the sport. So. You know, I'm going there, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun and um, hopefully, um, you know, hockey gets bigger and stronger and better in China. That's, that's the goal. You want the Olympics and the NHL? In the oh, I've made no secret that I believe the players should be at the Olympics. I'm a, a huge backer of us playing in the Olympic Games. I, I think it's special. I think it rallies the country. The players love to play in it. Hopefully they can come to an agreement, the league and the union and we can get the best players back into the olympics let me say this then if you are successful Mm -hmm. what you're trying to do in china is they're going to be can you create an environment over there that the players and the union and the league can frankly not say no to oh i don't know about that you know that's up for the union and the players and the commissioner the owners to make that decision that's that's not for me i don't you know have the answers or all the answers to that sort of stuff. Um, that's between the union and Mr. Batman. Listen, I've made no secret. I think it's great for guys like Connor and Drysidle and playing the Olympics. It was great for me. It was great for Sydney. Um, I'd love to see those kids get that chance. So, did they call you about this Chinese academy? Is this mm-hmm. this yeah, we met and uh, we met two years ago and started the ball rolling. And, Slowly came to an agreement. It's been kind of fun. You talk about this tournament and mm-hmm. just—I mean—is this a tournament you have to kind of educate the people and introduce you you getting? Oh, you know, listen. It's going to take a little bit of time. I mean, I played in '77, the World Junior Tournament. We had 1,200 people in the Montreal Forum, um, and now you look at a World Junior game Canada plays. You have 17,000 people. So it takes time. This isn't going to happen overnight. It's a great hockey market and a great sports city. So. You know, they had a nice crowd for game one. And I'm sure as the week goes along here, the Canadians will uh, draw more and more people. The hockey's been, the Canadian team's been tremendous. I'm very impressed by the size and the skill level and the speed. Um, so this is a stepping stone, you know. Two years from now, it'll be bigger and better. You, uh, Bobby Orr came out a couple of weeks ago and said Canadian kids spend too much time playing summer hockey. I know you played yeah, lacrosse and I, I'm, and all those things. I'm a big believer of Bob Orr. I, I agree with that. I've always said that from a lot of years that, you know, when I was 12, 13, 14, I played baseball, lacrosse, track and field. Um, I think all those sports helped me be a better hockey player. I think there's a little bit of a, a unfair balance. Some kids can't afford to play in the summertime, they can't afford to play all year and they think they get left behind, and to me that's not true. In a lot of ways, those kids by playing soccer and lacrosse, I think those sports help their hockey. And when I finished hockey in April, mid-April usually, I threw my bag in the basement and I didn't get it back until after Labor Day. I never skated in the summertime. I didn't go to hockey schools. My parents couldn't afford it, to be quite honest. Um, So I played baseball, lacrosse. I played those sports, and I think they helped my hockey career and the other thing about it was every time I came back in September I was fresh and excited to play again because I hadn't skated for three or four months um, and even when I was in the NHL I very rarely skated until the first week of September because we didn't start camping those days of September 17 18 so I just I never went to I never skated until uh, a couple weeks before now you train and get ready physically you got to do that but I think that by not skating in the offseason, I was always a lot fresher in January February when you have, you know, it's a little bit of a downtime because it's a long year. Uh, let's talk about the Holinka-Gretzky Cup. Yep. First one. Um, how big of an opportunity is this to be hosting this in Edmonton yeah. and for the players? Well, first of all, um, <clears throat> it's a great sports city. And, you know, the history of this organization now just gets bigger and better and stronger. and You know, five championships, and that's pretty exciting. And then... On top of that, this arena is probably the most uh, beautiful hockey arena in North America. And uh, for the kids to come in here and get a chance to play in this arena, I know if I was 16 and 17, I'd be pretty excited about it. They didn't. Uh, you didn't have the curve stick like Makita did, and you didn't no, wear I, his helmet either. No, I couldn't wear the helmet. It looked too heavy. And uh, <laughs> the stick was too big of a curve, so. Um, I didn't do much as Samakita did, but I'll tell you one thing. I played golf with him a couple of times, and he was one of the great golfers as a hockey player. He was like a one handicap. Um, I played with him in Chicago at Medina one year. I must have shot close to 100, and I think he was 71 or 72.